It is episode 93 of Viking 360. Mike Rubin, the public address voice of the Vikings, along with Brian Johnson, the radio voice of the Vikings. And episode 93 reminds me of the class of 93, Brian. Where were you in June of 1993? Well, crazy enough, Rube, I was graduating from Ripley High School and preparing for uh, the North-South game in 1993 in June, and uh, later on moving on to uh, walk on, try to play football at Marshall University. So it's been uh, quite a few years ago, but uh, (laughs) certainly a special year for me. What a ride, yes. I remember 93 was an exciting time because the baseball team made it to the Final Four down at Old Wattpow Park in the, the Kanoa City area of Charleston, and they defeated Mount View, I believe it was, in the semifinals, and then lost to Jefferson, which was such a powerhouse in those days. They lost to Jefferson in the state championship game, but uh, quite a tournament run for the Vikings. Uh, Coach Ray Swisher at that time, uh, Mike Lawrence, who has helped coaching uh, the Ripley Middle School team, was an outstanding pitcher uh, on that 93 team. I think he had a record of 13-1, and one, something of that yeah. nature, uh, that summer. You also had Mike McCune on that team. You had Adam, Mike Mike. Adam Stover. You had uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy Casto. Nathan Swisher. Nathan Kenny Swisher, Swisher. Kenny Swisher. Clifton Landis. It was, it was a really good baseball yeah. team. Yeah, it really was. So episode 93, and we're talking um, Viking track. They have the big uh, AAA state meet coming up on Saturday. We have, uh, three, we have uh, 18 uh, Viking athletes who are qualified who will be there, and we have uh, interviews with three of those, along with some comments uh, from the coach of the Viking track team, and also uh, Lady Viking softball still having uh, an exciting time there in the regional tournament, which begins uh, Monday at Ripley High against Cabell Midland, and I had an interview with uh, Cassidy Cummings, and she plays third base for the Lady Vikings, and I also talked with Bobby Ratliff. He's the stat man uh, for the Lady Vikings, and they have been putting up some impressive numbers uh, this softball season. Yeah, Rube, I had a chance to, to chat with uh, Ripley Viking head baseball coach Shane Casto as they wrapped up uh, 2021 season, not how they wanted to finish, uh, but they are very excited about the future and the direction of this Viking baseball team. All right, let's get started with episode 93. Playing the hot corner has its challenges, but sophomore Cassidy Cummings has made a smooth transition to playing third base for the sectional champion Lady Viking softball team. It is called the hot corner, and the person who has staffed that position for Lady Viking softball this year is a sophomore Cassidy Cummings, and she's done a wonderful job, not only offensively, but at the plate. Uh, congratulations on a, a very solid sophomore year. Thank you, it's been an honor to be on this team. And you were telling me this is something new for you, playing a third base. Yes, it is very new. I used to play second base, and I was always the smallest on the team, and all of a <laughs> sudden I just grew and got strong, and now I can finally play third base. So Cassie, what are some of the challenges that come with playing that third base position? Well, you have to field all of the bunts and the main thing is they hit it super hard towards you and you have to have a very fast reaction and 
Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, it's difficult because you have to sort of play in sometimes if you're expecting the butt, yet you might get one slap down there, down that line, yeah. uh, very quickly. Sometimes I'm playing up and they'll just hit it as hard as they can and I'm just like, okay, that's... <laughs> and when most people think of this softball team, they think of the offense. But the defense has been very, uh, very good as well. I think the last time I looked at the stat sheet, uh, playing third base, you only had uh, two errors in 25 games. Yes, I really have to give all that credit to Coach Swisher. I was not a very, de uh, very defensive player until this season. Um, he really made me a really better player at third base. I was not very good until we started practicing this year. So tell me, what is it uh, that makes this team click? I mean, you're having a tremendous season, having won the sectional, heading into the regional. What is, what is the, the, some of the strong points of this team? I just feel like this team just has so much chemistry. I mean, every single player on this team is here to win. They're not just here because it's a fun sport. Every single player is here to win. And it's just, it's just a great environment. And uh, Cassidy, you bat near the top of that order. You have a, an important position there as well and carrying a, a 400 plus bat average. But this is, as I mentioned earlier, a tremendously explosive offensive team. You have, uh, you have uh, power, you have all aspects really, and, and you put a lot of runs on the board. Oh yeah, this team, I feel like Ripley's always been known as a very offensive team. And we all are just very strong girls, and we just, we just, one hit happens, and then we just keep hitting and hitting and hitting. And I, our energy is just, just there, and it's just a really fun time. Cassidy, winning is nothing new uh, to you and your teammates. I remember back uh, five years ago, I believe the tournament was played down in Huntington, and uh, you brought home a state championship, and I believe you were maybe 10 years old at the time, so that had to be a pretty special memory for you and your teammates. Yes, it was really surreal just to be able to experience that as only being 10 years old. I mean, it was just, it was just crazy. I mean, the only thing I really remember is we practiced and practiced and practiced every single day for like a year straight is what it seemed like. And that's just, I feel like the hard work is really what got us to win that state tournament. Very good. And hard work again, paying off this year, as I said, to win the sectional, head into the regional. And Cassidy, best of luck to you as we, we move on down and, and hopefully bring home another state championship. Yes, hopefully. Thank you. Game one of the regional tournament is 6 p.m. Monday at Lady Viking Park. Cabell Midland provides the opposition. Hey fans, check out the Ripley Vikings collection at swifteesapparel.com backslash Ripley Vikings. Use the coupon code VIKING360 for a 10% discount. It's Ripley Viking apparel made right here in Ripley. He's the numbers man for Ripley High Softball. Statman Bobby Ratliff has been involved with Lady Viking program for more than a decade. We're here at uh, Lady Viking uh, softball field talking with the man behind the numbers when it comes to Lady Viking softball, Bobby Ratliff. And uh, Bobby, you've been a stat man around Ripley Sports for a number of years. You started out with wrestling and made the transition to softball. So tell us about that. Well, like I say, I started with wrestling because I had three sons, no daughters, and they all wrestled. 
So when they come up to high school, I started being a scorekeeper for them and went on for years with that, actually even when they were in youth league. And then, of course, after that, I ended up with granddaughters that was in softball, so I just transitioned over to the softball. And that first season of softball was quite a thriller. The year was 2009, and Lady Viking softball would go on and win the state tournament. I believe it was in Vienna uh, that year. Yes, it was, yes. That had to be quite a thrill to not only be a statistician on the state championship team, but to have two granddaughters involved. Oh, yes, it was. And not only that, but a lot of those girls, probably six or seven of them, I'd been with travel ball for five, six years. It was just like a family. And uh, it was great having all of them there. Well, the 2009 team was a great team, state championship team. This is a great team already want, having won a sectional championship, now playing for a regional. Uh, Bobby, can you compare the 2009 team with the 2021 team? I think they are very comparable. We've got a great defense this year. Our whole lineup can hit the ball. The pitching, and you got to remember in 2009 it was a 40-foot pitching rubber. Now it's 43, so most pitchers are not quite as dominating as what it was back then. But overall, I think we compare very well with that team. And having kept the stats uh, for this year and for several years, what are some of the numbers that kind of jump out at you as the most impressive thing about this year's softball team? Well, what really impresses me this year, of course, we set the home run record, 28 home runs, but it's not two or three girls doing it. It's through the, we've had eight girls hit home runs. So it's pretty well spread out through the team. RBIs are spread out, hits. Uh, you just can't pick out one person and say, okay, I want them at bat now in this critical situation. And Bobby, while this team, the offense gets a lot of the attention, but it's a pretty solid defense out there as well. It is a real solid defensive team. And I'll tell you another thing that stands out to me is our earned run average. It is cut almost two runs per game over the 2019 team, which is major improvement. That's fantastic. Bobby, thank you so much for all you do for uh, Viking Athletics. Okay, well, thank you for having me, Mike. She's the regional champion in the long jump event, and junior Tori Fisher also qualified for the state meet on two relay teams. We're talking with Lady Viking Junior long, long jumper. Tori Fisher. Tori, congratulations on winning the regional championship. Thank you. And uh, tell me about that regional. Winning first place had to be a good feeling. Oh, I was really nervous. I mean, it was awesome jumping, like, really far and getting out there and just coming down and, like, the feeling of, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, like, I, I did that. Like, you know, it's just... I just I just was so overwhelmed. I was like, oh my gosh, like I hope like the girl behind me doesn't like beat me and I was like, well I mean it'd be okay because I still go to states, but like I was so nervous that she was just gonna we were just gonna be neck and neck the whole time and it was just really nerve wracking. Tell me about your best uh, jump and how that compares to your personal best. Um the jump that I jumped at regionals was fifteen six and a half. Um my best jump is fifteen ten and that's really only like a three and a half inch difference. But the the way like you jump you can tell if it's going to be a long one or if it's going to be a short one just by the feeling of coming up off the board and collapsing forward because if you don't do it right in all motion and all together you know it's gonna, it's not going to be the best jump you've had and Tori you're going to be a busy person on Saturday down in Charleston I understand you're also in two relay events yes tell us about those and who you run with 
uh, in those events? Yeah, I'm in the four bay in the four by four with um, Jaden, Opal, me, and Haley McCune. We are all running the four bay together and the four by four. We had the same like relay team. Um, but I'm really excited. I really think we have a chance to place at least for the 4x8. The 4x4 we should be really close to placing, but I think for the 4x8 we are for sure going to place. And Tori, you come from a very athletic family. Oh, you yeah. think, is, does that help you along the way, the fact that both of your parents take an interest in, in sports? Um, I feel like that definitely has helped some because um, they've pushed me to be like the best I can be. They've pushed me to do everything that they know that I can do which helps me be like more um, self-confident whenever I go and do my events and everything so yeah I feel like they do play a big role. Well Tori fantastic regional performance and good luck uh, at the state meet down in Charleston. Alrighty thank you. Mountaintop Media is the official live stream provider of Ripley High School Athletics. Mountaintop Media offers a variety of services, including logo design, photography, videography, audiovisual setup, consulting, and web design. If you're beginning your climb to the peak of success, Mountaintop Media has you covered. Mountaintop Media, your vision through our lens. Go to mtmedia304.com to learn more. Being a sprinter and throwing the shot put is a rare combination, but the Ripley Jr. Mia Casto is a versatile athlete. We're talking with a state qualifier in the shot put event. Uh, Mia? Yes. What about that, uh, being uh, qualifying into regional, now going to a state meet? It's, it's crazy, really. I, my mom told me, and I started crying. <laughs> I was so shocked. I didn't think I would make it. <laughs> For anything really I was just blessed to go to regionals really I have amazing coaches and amazing team to support me and amazing family too and you don't look like the typical <laughs> shot putter and you can add to that by the fact that you're also a sprinter tell us yes. about that well started in eighth grade uh, was always the kid who ran the halls and <laughs> was just always running everywhere so eighth grade I was allowed to do track and I just stuck with it and then uh, my coach was like hey do shot and I was like okay can't argue with you <laughs> I was surprisingly really good at it and uh, I just kept with it and it's been one of the greatest joys that's awesome yes and you're a pretty busy person around Ripley High School <laughs> you also play soccer and you were telling me that you are a member of the pride of Jackson County yes, and, sir. Uh, tell us about uh, what you play um, for the Viking band I play the clarinet during concert season but during marching season I am in the color guard very good yes. and tell us about uh, what we can expect from the band this upcoming competition and halftime season amazing things honestly it's it's great. Mr. Stats and Mr. Greathouse are doing wonderful things, and I can only speak good things about them. And tell us about the, the actual show. What's What are the highlights? Oh, I can't tell you that. Oh, okay. <laughs> can you tell us at least the name of the show? Turning Tables. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to uh, Turning Tables and looking forward to seeing yes. how you do Thank you. in the state track meet. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it.
peaking at the right time is key to success in sports. That's just what happened with Viking sophomore Jacob Banton, a regional champion in the pole vault event. We're talking with the regional champion pole vaulter in Jacob Banton, a sophomore on the Ripley High team. Jacob, great job during that regional meet. I understand uh, it was uh, one of your best. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a, I PR'd that meet. It, was, it truly was something different. And when you say PR, that's familiar with track people, but if you're not a track person, tell me about a PR. Um, a PR is your, it's uh, short for personal record. It means that the, that's the best you've ever done in your event. Okay. And uh, tell me uh, about uh, how you got started uh, pole vaulting and why. Uh, both my brothers did it. Uh, in eighth grade, I, I was just hurdling, but I figured I'd give it a try because I saw my brothers do and I thought it was fun. So I, I went out and... I just started and I haven't stopped since. And uh, that, I guess that uh, regional meet had to be a, a, a great feeling for you. I mean, to go down there and score a lot of points for your team and, and to win the event. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, it helped a lot, you know, because it's a comeback from the three meets I know how did. So PRing was, it, it truly felt great to finally get back into it. And again, for those who are not familiar with the track format, when you say you no-heighted, yeah. tell, tell me what that means. Oh, um, no-heighting is when you don't clear opening height, so you get no heights. You never clear height, and that just means you're done. And what will be your opening height uh, at the state meet this coming Saturday? Uh, Ten foot six inches. Okay, and, and what do you think it's going to take, what kind of performance would it take to, to be a placer in the state meet? Um, uh, we're a triple-A school. So there's a lot of really good people. I think there's going to be a guy that vaults 16 there. I think I, if I vault like 11-6, maybe 12, I'll get fourth or fifth. Yeah. Jacob, what do you do to get yourself ready uh, for the pole vaulting event? What goes through your mind uh, when, you, when you get up there and you have that pole uh, in your arms and, and it's your turn to go? Um, I, it takes a lot of focus to vault correctly. So whenever I'm up there and I have my pole raised and I'm about to run, I just take a deep breath. And if you see me vault, I'll sway back and forth three times. And every time I sway, I take a deep breath because it helps me focus on what I need to do to clear the bar. Okay. And uh, what would you say is your, is your greatest memory uh, as a pole vaulter and as a track athlete? Um, honestly, the memory I just made, winning regionals. That was, that's been my greatest achievement so far in pole vault. Thank you very much, Jacob. Good luck in the States. Thank you. Hey fans, check out the Ripley Vikings collection at swifteesapparel.com backslash Ripley Vikings. Use the coupon code VIKING360 for a 10% discount. It's Ripley Viking Apparel made right here in Ripley. Ripley High is sending 18 athletes to Saturday's AAA state track and field meet in Charleston. Coach Crystal Cunningham says the team is pulling for another gifted runner who will have to wait until next year to showcase her talents. Talking with uh, track coach uh, Crystal Cunningham, and while it's exciting that you have 18 athletes, I believe, that are going to the state meet, there's one that 
is not going that by all means should be there. She get, didn't get to go because the meet was canceled last year, the state meet was, and this year because of different reasons. But tell us about uh, Ellie Hospital and what she means to your program. You know, we love having Ellie out here and just her attitude and her personality. I've missed so much this season. It's not even the fact that she's an amazing runner. It's just having her out here and having all the athletes, even though she's young, all the athletes look up to her and just follow in her footsteps. And I don't think she realizes that much. So we really, really miss having her out here. It was really neat because where Tori Starcher uh, stepped off, it would look like Ellie Hassefluck was going to step right on. Yes, yes, and she'll be here next year, that's for sure, and we can't wait to have her out. Thank you very much, Coach, and good luck at the States. Thank you so much. He's been the head baseball coach at Ripley High for 11 seasons now. He had a sit-down with our Brian Johnson. Coach, thanks for taking the time. Hey, Brian, I appreciate it. Coach, uh, you know, a, a tough ending to you guys uh, this season. I, I think uh, probably not exactly what you guys had in mind when the season began. Uh, but when you look back at as a whole, uh, you got to play. Uh, you got to some guys that uh, were rusty early on because they hadn't played a, an entire baseball season in almost two years. Uh, and, of course, that was for everybody across the board. But you know, all teams uh, react to those situations differently. I think you just – you guys got off to a slower start than you expected and uh, never really could get on track where you wanted to be, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you, you said it exactly right there. You know, it, first off, you know, we're, we're happy that we got to play. You know, like you said, it you know been almost two years since they had played a game. And, um, you know, that's tough. It is tough on everyone. And then, you know, throw in the fact that, uh, you know, we kind of got bumped back a little bit and with the overlap of sports, it just kind of took us a while to get going. And and because of that, we kind of had to crunch everything together. And once we got started playing, we really didn't have time to stop and practice and work on stuff. And, you know, so these guys, you know, they missed a season. They missed a, a summer and fall. They missed, you know, working out in the winter, um, you know, so they missed a lot of reps you know, from the, from the lifting side to the conditioning side to the, to the baseball reps themselves, you know, they missed out on a lot. And, you know, it, it kind of showed at times. Uh, we kind of played our way into shape a little bit. Um, you know, with, with younger guys, their bodies and their minds really aren't quite mentally ready, um, you know, to, to withstand the everyday grind of it. And, you know, w- with our sophomores, which we played quite a few of them, you know, who are essentially freshmen because they didn't have that season last year. So we kind of had two classes that we played a lot of young guys that, that had never experienced that before. And it, uh, it was tough on everyone, coaches included, um, parents, you know, it's it, everyone. It, and it was, there were, you know, some down moments, of course, but there were some bright spots too, you know, it's definitely something to build on for the future. And, and we're pretty excited about that. You know, I think when you look back at this season, there's probably going to be a stat uh, when when you do sit down and kind of reflect upon it that's going to jump out at you. That's uh, runners left on base. You look at uh, six losses you guys had that was three runs or less, uh, and you just, Coach, for whatever reason, couldn't get that clutch hit you needed. You win those six games, and this season looks entirely different than it does to you right now. certainly does, and, and that was kind of – you know, the, the story of the season, you know, we could get guys on. We just couldn't get that timely hit or, or that clutch hit, you know, early our defense was a little shaky. Um, and, and that could be for various reasons from young to, 
rusty to, you know, whatever. Um, but, but it was, it was shaky and we got that squared away. Our pitching for the most part, you know, all year long, it gave us a chance. You know, we had some really, really bright dominant moments, you know, obviously Davis with the two no hitters, um, you know, we threw strikes for the most part, you know, we, of course we walked a few here or there, but, um, but pitching was, was pretty good. Like I said, gave us a chance, but we just couldn't get the hitting squared away. And, you know, and it's, it's kind of, I, I compare baseball to golf a lot. It, you know, if you want to hit the ball a long way, you got, you got to swing it a lot, you know, and if you want to hit behind the runners, just kind of like chip shots, you know, in, in golf, you, you have to practice that a lot. And we just, you know, didn't get the time to, and, and just couldn't get it, you know, couldn't get it done when we needed to. And, you know, kind of case in point was that last game against South. I mean, we're nothing to nothing um, going into the bottom of the six, got two outs and a couple on and things kind of fell apart for us. Um, but we had multiple guys on, I believe, every inning and we just couldn't get them in. And, you know, that, that, like I said, that was kind of the story of the season. So definitely from, you know, here starting in the three week period here next month uh, from then until until next year, that's going to be a big focal point and and, you know, getting runners in and. And moving them up, we had trouble a little bit getting the bunt down at times, um, but but it'll it'll come and and we'll get we'll get to work on that, and it definitely will be better next year. Coach, you say goodbye to a few seniors uh, that had some really memorable moments uh, this year. One in particular, Davis Haynes having back to back no hitters. Um, th- tell me what those kids mean to the program, and, and and anytime they leave, you know, they leave some type of legacy behind. Uh, and, and the adversity those kids had to deal with through their careers, missing an entire season, uh, their junior year. Uh, talk about the, those guys for just a moment. You know, like you said, with Davis on the mound, I mean, he was our number two as a freshman. And, you know, you don't see that very often. And um, he pitched in some big games for us, and he had to grow up fast and, you know, had had those two back-to-back no-hitters, which is special. One, one you know, by itself is great, but – be able to do it on back-to-back outings is, you know, it's pretty impressive. And I, I don't know that that's ever been done at Ripley High School. And, you know, that's special and that's something he can always talk about. And, you know, as far as the rest of the guys go, you know, I, I think you hit on it right there. To me, the resiliency, you know, to be able to lose a complete season and, and still fight and come back and battle through things and face adversity, which in the game of baseball, it happens a lot. Um, you know, but as a whole, I think those guys showed these younger guys that, uh, you know, that you can, you can come back and, and nothing, don't let anything ever keep you down, you know, just keep fighting, keep grinding, keep staying after it. And, and, you know, hopefully they picked up on, you know, that from these older guys and these seniors and, um, you know, leaving that lasting legacy that for those guys, and hopefully they grab that and, and take it and build on it and they can pass it on to future classes. As you, try to transition into, you know, what's next for Ripley baseball. Uh, you look at underclassmen coming back, led by uh, Brett Haskins, of course, who finished the season with a 410 batting average. Uh, just a, an all-around really good baseball player for you and a kid that's going to be a certainly a leader on next year's team. But, Coach, you're, you're returning your two top bats uh, from this year. Caleb Swisher finished the season 341. Uh, and, and there in the last few weeks of the season, Isaiah Casto was swinging it well. Cade Good was swinging it well. Alec Vance was playing some good baseball. 
the future is bright for Viking baseball. Very bright, you know, and we, we met with them yesterday and, you know, unfortunately had to turn in some equipment and uniforms and stuff, which is never fun. But uh, hey, we, we sat down and we talked about that yesterday a lot. And, you know, it, it not being turning in uniforms this time of year, or, well, not so much this time of year, but set during the sectional is not a fun thing to do. Um, you know, and we, we haven't won a sectional in a few years and it's, uh, you know, kind of left it, the ball in their court of, you know, do you want to continue to do this or do you want to do something about it? You know, kind of, you know, be part of the problem or be part of the solution. And, uh, you know, we talked a lot about that and, you know, we, we do like what we have coming back. And, and of course the guys that we have coming in the next few years, I mean, our middle school had a great season and, you know, if they'll buy into the, to the working, you know, the future is very, very bright, I think for Ripley baseball. And, and we couldn't be more excited for that. Coach, when you look at that roster and, and what you think you might have coming uh, up, uh, from the middle school ranks or uh, will be freshmen next year, whatever the case may be, what is it you feel uh, is the main focal point for this team to be able to advance in the postseason in 2022? Uh, you know, we just we, we just continue to gotta keep working, make routine plays. Um, with the pitchers, we've, we've got a little bit of work to do with them and uh, being a little more consistent on their off-speed stuff, um, you know. But outside of that, you know, maturing, uh, you know, which will kind of happen on its own a little bit, um, learning from some mistakes this year, and uh, just just becoming a better athlete all around and playing as much as you can, whether it be more baseball or other sports, and, um, you know, just keep working hard. And if that if they'll buy into that and to, to the point to where, you know, we can't break them, so to speak, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily make it sound like the military, but just kind of be – strong-willed like that and you know and I read an article about calloused you know that if we're getting on you you know don't let it get to you personally you know we're getting on you because we care about you and we we know you got more in the tank and you know if they'll just buy into all that little stuff um, you know going forward uh, you know who knows what could happen it, it could be some uh, very very bright days ahead. Coach thank you so much for being so forthcoming with your time this year and uh, you know, through some of those tough times in the season, you're always very, very honest, and and uh, we just appreciate that. Uh, we're big time supporters of Viking baseball, of course, and uh, you know we look forward to to what holds the future for you guys. Brian, I certainly appreciate everything you guys do, not only for baseball, but you know basketball, wrestling, football, and all the other sports. And you know it's uh, it's it's nice to live in a community where where we you know everyone backs the kids, and and ultimately at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And you know, yourself and, and Shadow and everyone at the at the radio station to be able to come out and take your time away from your families. And, you know, we certainly appreciate it and can't thank you guys enough. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, Hit the subscribe button and turn on your notifications.